Welcome to Lab Chats, a podcast from the team at LabStats. I'm Tyler Jacobson, your host for today's episode. Each week, we'll sit down with technology leaders in higher education to get the latest buzz and insights while we discuss current events, trends, problems, and solutions. Now let's get into it. Today for LabStats, we are joined by Pradeep Kular, who is the founder and chief learning designer for Kular College. So Pradeep, give us a little bit of background on Kular College and your experience, and we can take off in the conversation. Sure. Uh, hi, everyone. So my name is Dr. Pradeep Kular, and I founded Kular College last uh, year, which actually launched this year. And uh, so Kular College focuses on leadership development in three domains. We focus on analytics, leadership, agile leadership, and inclusive leadership. And um, in the creation of our institution, we paid attention to the market demand and kind of taking a look at what was needed in terms of the next generation of leadership versus the traditional models of leadership that focus on like leadership traits, like charismatic leadership or transformative leadership uh, or servant leadership. We wanted to focus more on the tactical component that would move uh, companies and organizations as well as their people forward. So that's a little bit. Okay, excellent. So uh, are your customers more geared towards the, uh, the businesses or towards the people that you're wanting to enroll in your courses? Or are they the same? So um, right now, Kolar College is a B2C. So really, we target students, individuals that want to learn and up-level their uh, leadership insights and capacity to lead. They want to take on additional projects or greater responsibility or you know, lead a team, anything like that, as well as executives and VPs, managers that are already in that space that want to learn a little bit more acumen uh, and gain insight into specific leadership strategy that focuses on analytics-driven leadership or agile leadership, especially during a time like with COVID happening, where all companies had to make massive changes immediately. And, and um, inclusive leadership, which is, you know, an urgent topic in uh, today's uh, economy. Okay, so what courses do you currently offer? So we offer three uh, programs. We have analytics leadership, which really focuses on helping leaders learn how to use data and uh, to drive strategy and growth, how to look at the numbers and understand the story that the numbers are telling, and also how to focus on the right numbers. A lot of times what we find is that um, individuals uh, have, in in organizations, there are specific individuals that have a lot of data, but that data is um, a little bit disaggregated. It's a little bit chaotic. Uh, structured. There's no story they can pull out of it because they don't necessarily know what they're looking for. So we help guide them on how to find the right information to pinpoint the right data that they need to make a decision on how to move forward uh, strategically. And that's one of our programs. And then we have agile leadership, which focuses on um, just uh, innovation, if we look at the core of agile, it's really team innovation. Agile is a, is a term that's been really popularized in the project management space and with Scrum and Kanban and all these other things. But really, agile is a leadership strategy. If you put, into, put it into place effectively, it really opens the doors for creative and innovative teams to take the lead and move, move the company forward with these small uh, projects that could be iterated and iterated until there's a final 
landing place where they land and they say, this is what we're ultimately looking for. A lot of times what we found was that through my own experience was that companies are delayed in taking action because they get lost in the planning process and planning takes two years before they even get into uh, implementation or even like, you know, project uh, uh, taking action on the, the planning. And, and in today's economy, you're going to be a dead company if you spend two years in planning, right? So we've got to get you to iterate and get into this concept of having an agile mindset and you develop that through the practices. And so we really kind of hone in on helping uh, leaders understand what those practices look like. And then um, our last program is inclusive leadership. And that one really focuses on diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, given, you know, the, the circumstances of what's going on in, in our world today of all of the hate and the movements of uh, uh, inequality or uh, inequity. And so we really are highlighting a, a little bit of a deeper level of understanding of what inequality and inequity has looked like and how, as a leader, you can make some changes and what that would uh, mean to uh, create belonging in a space of inclusiveness for all of your people versus just a select few. And um, so it's, it's really a, it's a, it's a deep level program. There is a lot of uh, personal uh, exposure, I would say, that an individual has to feel comfortable sharing in order to get the most benefit out of it. Excellent. Uh, I kind of interjected at the, after that first one because that's very close and dear to our heart at lab stats because yeah. um it people have data on for instance computer lab usage and things like that but they need to be able to get the data formatted in a way that will answer the question so if you're looking at a high level question you need high level data and if you're looking at a very specific question you need to be able to get very very specific uh filters and things like that applied to answer a question so i i understood that first one fairly well and the others sound like great um great programs just things that i'm a little less familiar with so I, we had talked just a little bit before, um, before we started recording, you started this in the last year, year and a half. Is that, is that accurate? Yes. So Kolar College actually launched in March of 2021, but the, the culmination of it has been in progress for the last year and a half or so. And I could even trace it back to maybe last 10 years because um, the, the, the forming of Kalar College, I should say, developed out of my own experience as an executive coach. So I'm, I'm also, I'm an administrator in the higher ed space. And then I also had this like sidetrack career, which was a, as an executive coach for some, uh, some big companies. And in the work that I did as both an administrator in higher ed and as an executive coach, I realized there was a need for uh, really revamping what leadership looked like, but also what, edu what the educational delivery model uh, looked like for the modern learner. So it was like when I looked at myself and I said, okay, let me just take myself as an example. I'm, an, I'm a um, high-functioning, high-performing, um, high-level executive in the, in the higher ed space, and how much time do I have to commit to a, to a leadership development program? And if I'm learning online, what do I want that program to look like? What do I want it to consist of? And so really we built this model of like finding, uh, so when we were in, in the same thing, when I was coaching, looking at a lot of the co clients I was coaching were in similar high level positions as myself. So when, when we're looking at that, we're like, what are the needs of this, of this niche like clientele? 
And we really developed a program that would target and hit them and meet their needs, whether it was like, we need quick access to learning, we need it to be robust, we need it to be informative, we need it to be uh, meaningful, we need to be engaging, but we need it also to be self-paced and available for us when we need it versus being controlled by someone else telling us when and whatnot. Like, um, you know, I took programs through a couple of different organizations, myself in large institutions to kind of get a sense of what online learning could look like. Um, and before I transitioned into it, I would tell you back in like 2017, I, I had thought about the idea of transitioning from being a, a, a on ground uh, executive education training company to being an online company. And I had nixed the idea because I had said, well, you know what, you can't get the same experience online as you get on ground because we have that person to person connection in person that just can't be emulated on ground, even in online, even in this like uh, virtual space. And so then we went a little bit further from that when we started developing Kalar. I mean, Kalar already has, we launched in March and we've already gone through one big uh, reiteration in our, in our program, in our uh, offering uh, ex uh, the instructional delivery model. And that really is to make it self-paced, completely uh, isolate the requirement for live, require, uh, live interaction or commitment on the student's part because they don't have that time, especially during COVID when they have children at home, they've got all these other family obligations. Work, is, work has been a little bit more stressful than normal because of all the changes going on. So we've really taken that into account to create something unique that still gives them a personalized experience, but without having them uh, make a commitment to a specific time slot that they've got to say, okay, from 11 to noon, every Wednesday, I've got to be here. And what we also did was we took a strategy that is not common in the online space, and we created a one-day intensive, really a model that's unique to say, hey, we're going we're gonna to give you the same experience that you would have if you took an executive cer certificate program, which is usually a weekend uh, seminar that you do in these high intensity environments, right? With, with um, networking, collaboration, group work, things like that. And we've taken that and we said, we're going to do the same in a one day intensive because giving you a three day intensive of online is a little bit much, but we can do it in one day. And the student has the option to break it up, whether they want to do it in a day and five days and five weeks, however they want to go about it. Um, and that's been really a, a, a unique factor for us in driving uh, a lot more desire, I should say, because the students are, the you know, it's, it's kind of like the quick fix economy, you know, I want it now and I want it immediately. But at the same time, it's really, uh, it's a deep dive. We do a lot of like uh, uh, learning that integrates the concepts into their, into their understanding and their knowledge base. And we carry a student through from understanding all the way to application and then even evaluation. So they get the full spectrum in, in that one day. So I'm assuming with the one day that that would be more of a joining together in some sort of a format that it's live or is the one day intensive just a they're on their own completing the material? Yeah, so it's not necessarily they're on their own completing their material. There is group that happens, but it's not live. So they have group interaction. Uh, so they get they get to interact with uh, with learners globally. It's but it's not live. So they can be on their learning at three a.m. if they want, or learning at you know eight p.m. if they want, or midnight for all it matters to us. And we also have integrated AI. So we've taken a uh, we've looked at AI and um, utilized AI as an instructional methodology to really deliver a personalized one 
one-on-one experience. So the student uh, throughout every, every lesson is having some interaction with someone. Okay. Um, so what is the end result? Is it uh, a formal degree? Is it a certification? What, what do your students, what are they working towards? Uh, they get an executive certificate. So it is a formal certificate in uh, that leadership. So whether it's analytics leadership, agile leadership, or uh, inclusive leadership, it's a formal certif- executive certificate. And we opted not to provide a leadership certificate specifically because having the the insights and the knowledge base to lead with a specific skill set or in the domain of a specific skill set is very different than being a leader in that skill in that skill set and so that was we were very uh, uh, thoughtful and mindful of that in ensuring that the certificate we offer was appropriately uh, classified and the reason why it's executive is because the the quality of the content that we're providing is at the executive level we've partnered with Harvard Business School for our curriculum so it's not curriculum that we've created with industry experts or anybody else but really with vetted researchers and professionals and leaders uh, global leaders in, in their space. So are you still getting the feedback from the corporate world of, of what what types of things are they hoping that the, their employees are going to be able to gain out of this? And how is it enriching their employability and their job success? Yeah, so a couple of things have been going on. Some of the things is that I think a lot of corporations are just feeling a little bit uh, stressed and they're a little bit just disoriented. So they're like, we need this and we need this and we need this and we need this and we don't know how to get it is kind of a lot of it. So a lot of it has been kind of helping them channel and direct that and for us to guide them to say, hey, this is where we think, you know, you you're, you should start your, your, your employees or we should focus on this area or this area. So really kind of helping them bring streamline it to say this is this is the one domain that we think your need is in right now. And this is the starting point we can build out on it. But this is where we recommend starting. If they've got, like, for example, if they've got someone that's a high-functioning executive that's got, like, maybe a, a large domain of, of responsibility, we would we would suggest that they take all of our programs and, and then they would get an executive diploma in, in organizational leadership. So that would encompass the analytics, the agile, and the inclusive uh, leadership components into it. And with that, they have broader scope, broader understanding, and broader responsibility. Excellent. So what challenges have you run into as far as marketing and getting awareness? Because that just seems like a daunting task to me. Yeah, you know, it's been quite interesting with the marketing piece. It really is daunting. It's a little bit unknown also in the um, higher ed space as well. So when we've reached out to different marketing for agencies to and, and all-encompassing digital agencies to see if they want to partner with us, some of the feedback we've gotten is that this is a new area for them and they don't really know how, but they're open to learning. You know, um, we've tried a couple of marketing firms to see how it's going, to see if we can get that kind of space and that idea of finalized and, and, and mastered. And uh, we're still looking at that. I think we are getting closer and closer because I think there, I mean, obviously there's lots of schools that have been marketing online, you know, so our model is uniquely different because we uh, have kind of isolated that, that um, experience of the student can 
start whenever they want versus there's a set start date. So we're target targeting our marketing for a specific start date. And, um, but we are working with a couple of firms now that have, um, that have some experience and have showed us some good data and some good, uh, case studies of, the, of their own. And so, uh, it's, 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 it's a work in progress, but I do think in a year from now, we'll probably have a lot more insight on how to, you know, lead marketing for, you know, higher education in a digital world. Excellent. So as you've been talking, uh, I, I drifted for just a minute. And is this program something, where does it fit? Is it something that is potentially a replacement of something like the MBA? Is it an addition to, is it like, how does that fit in the spectrum of what people think yeah. of traditionally? Yeah, so it's not a replacement. We do think it's a great addition. Um, so one of our students, I think he even had said that, you know, he learned different concepts and different insights, and different leadership uh, modalities through this program than he did in his MBA. Um, because we are targeting, uh, you know, one of the things we really focus on is that uh, you you learn a specific tactical skill set that you can go and execute in your degree programs. And then we have what we call executive education. And executive education is really tailored to give you those high level insights. So then as you're going through your work, you have more knowledge and more awareness of applicability of how you can apply something to transition or to transform or to make something better or grow, right? You have the tactical skills from your degrees, but we're giving you what we would call the knowledge base, but these are professional development programs. So we are a great supplement to anybody who's in any kind of degree program already, or who's already an executive, who's already a manager or a leader. And also, you know, if we look at our, our ideal clients, our, our, our ideal clients are students that are looking to uh, move up. So they're already, you know, uh, I will tell you, like we we have in for our agile program, we have a number of students that are um, senior project managers. So they've already got the MBA, they've already got the PMP, and they're looking to get to that director level position, or they're looking to take on a global project versus just a local uh, domestic projects or something like that. So it's really kind of helping them uh, get to that next level. And then when, and then our other level, uh, the bulk of our other clients, our students are, um, what we would call already senior level executives, either they're VPs, they're, you know, associate level, uh, uh, VPs or something like that. And, and they bring in a different, uh, a different, uh, realm because they're more in the, uh, guiding leadership. So they're not necessarily looking to move up to the next level. They're just looking to enhance their ability to lead in the space they're already in. And so it sounds to me, and let me know if I'm I'm off base here, uh, that you guys are looking more towards the practical application than the theoretical knowledge and where they might get a lot of the foundation in their MBA, uh, your program is designed to help fill in some of the gaps on application and moving to the next level. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah. So it's, so if, if I was to say in one sentence, what are, what we offer, we offer applied leadership training. Uh, that's how I would say it really, how do you apply this knowledge base in real life? Excellent. So you said you have three programs. Was that your original intent was to start with three and build from there or how did uh, that, that play out? 
Uh, no. So our original attempt was to start with 10. <laughs> we had, um, we had, you know, analytics leadership, agile and inclusive leadership. We had blockchain, we had AI, we had cybersecurity, um, data and privacy. So all of the up and coming uh, domains that we think are critical for leaders to have to know and master insights related to for the future of work and um, climate change was one of them. And then when we realized that that was a large endeavor and we were trying to start two grand and, and how to bring it down. I mean, and originally our programs were 15 weeks long each as well. So we did a lot of market research to say, okay, that's way too long. My, my entire board was like, no, we're not, that's not a go with us. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I had to really cut it. And I, you know, mind you, I'm an educator, right? So I, I really believe in like uh, the time and the commitment that a student needs to put in. And, and just from the feedback we got that it was just, not something feasible or viable then we we brought it down to five weeks and even from the feedback we got there was like well then how are, what makes you competitive versus uh, compared to harvard or cal or you know a a, a a brand name a larger you know existing executive education institute so we really had to be very unique and saying okay how can we offer something really different and unique and target a, a, a client a, a studentel that really is is, is needing this service, especially in today's economy. And that's kind of what helped us narrow down the programs. So we looked at where is the, the largest gap between what companies need and what individuals need and the direction the future is moving. Although like blockchain, AI, all those things are up and coming and they're moving, everybody's moving in that direction. Right now, they're still in the space of development versus in the space of leadership. So when we're looking at, okay, what, where is the leadership need? We were like inclusive, inclusivity, diversity and inclusion is a huge leadership need right now. You know, when we looked at like um, analytics, leading with data and strategy is a huge leadership leadership need right now. And then agile, especially agile was one of the most challenging ones, because the hardest thing with agile is getting people to change that mind frame of thinking it's project management to understanding agile is a leadership strategy that every company needs to have in place right now to be successful in moving forward. And um, so we we opted to go with those three based on, you know, and, and, and like I said, completely change our offering model from this huge thing to something really dynamic and forceful in a unique way now uh, based on uh, the market research and the feedback, the focus groups we had done. Uh, so uh, we're excited about what we have on the table now. Excellent. So you admit mentioned several times that it's an executive thing, but when you brought up like the network security, we've had a couple of conversations on this podcast already that a lot of the quote unquote entry level jobs, when you read the job description are asking for not entry level, they're asking for three years of experience and three very, very different disciplines of network security. So is that one of the objectives is to potentially help round out the education to help people uh, be better prepared for the jobs that are not necessarily executive? Yes. So I will say that too. So when, when I say executive certificate, because our clientele has been this one, our students have been this one group, it's not specifically for them. It is for anyone. And we encourage anyone who wants to gain leadership or insight, even if you're an entry level uh, position, but you want to step up 
you you want to learn the skills that set you up for success to get you to the next level or get you this opportunity that's requiring you to have this breadth of knowledge base when you might not because it's an entry level position but we really are catering to give you that that mindset and that that right frame of thinking and that model of like okay well here's what the foundation looks like and here's how we take it to the next level and then we build on it to create a cult- organizational culture in this or a team culture whatever at whatever level they are and this is how i lead in this space and then this is how we evaluate success so we carry them through and we think our programs are great for anybody and i can personally attest to that when i became an, when i got certified as an executive coach you know one of the things that i dealt with a lot was you know in the beginning we're like well you haven't had all the years of experience and i was like rightfully so that's very true but i do have the knowledge base to execute on it because of of my 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 learning and i think so this is an add on to anybody that's coming from any that's at any level so you had said that 15 weeks is too long. Where did you guys settle on the duration of the of the program? We settled on a one-day intensive. So the one-day intensive, the way it's designed this way is that um, the student can go through the entire program. It is a full-day intensive, so they do have to block out 10 hours. And we do have set time breaks in there if they go through the full one day. Or they could do it once a week. They could do it twice a week. They could do it one uh, five, in five weeks. So we're, we're giving them the freedom, but we are really saying it's a one-day intensive, but we're also not blocking out the program in one day. We're giving them 60 days to complete it so they have you know time to get through it. If it, you know, should something come up, should they not be able to do it in a day? Should they have to come back to it? You know, because a lot of times things like that can happen. Should they want to take the time to uh, go through the readings, the articles? There's about like 300 pages of uh, articles and and case studies that go along with each of the the programs. So it's it's not. And if you look at that, that's not going to get done in a day the readings right but for the for the one who wants to just go through it and get the the high level concepts they can and then we want them still to go uh go to uh, we give them access to harvard business school so that they can uh, uh uh pull out the readings and still do those because they 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 build deeper understanding we are so the way we've we've kind of what we would say we flip the classroom a little is the way our instruction is offered. So we're no longer saying you've got to read first to know it. We're saying you can start here and then read later to deepen your learning. So it's ongoing even beyond completion of the certificate. Uh, yeah. So what are most of the resources? Are they uh, are there textbooks? Are there um, case studies? What, what are what's most of the material that you're drawing from? Yeah, there's um, uh, we uh, there's a textbook and there's case studies. So each program has about two to three case studies that go with it, and anywhere between eight to fifteen um, uh, articles uh, that are compiled in in um, textbooks specific for that domain. Excellent. Um, were there any unique challenges that you were just not expecting while you were? Uh, you know the back end tech. I would say that I think that's been something unique because um, as as technology and education is evolving and digital learning is becoming more and more common, I think the methodologies and approaches and the solutions are also being challenged. 
and uh, requiring more and more uh, creativity and innovation in that space. You know, uh, one of the things I had learned uh, was that, you know, when everybody jumped onto Zoom and leading virtual classrooms, that was a very reactive model. And when we're looking at the future of digital learning, that's not the sustainable model. It's not the model that's going to grow and scale. That model has to be something different. So right now is a massive opportunity for um, UX designers, for engineers, for software developers to really create creative solutions for digital learning. And so we've sourced the number of products we've like uh, demoed and, and just reviewed and, and kind of selected it. I mean, I will tell you that has, that was a draining process because we went through so many and, and finding all the pieces is so hard, right? So we've, we've had to kind of blend in, we've had to code on the back end and, and add in here and there. And, and instead of just finding, at first our desire was to find a you know, one size fits all kind of platform that we could just run with. And then we realized as our program is, programs are being uh, innovated and changed and upgraded, there are some tools that just through our, our own space of creativity, we have to pull from other places and maybe just code and create on our own. And um, that, that I would say has been uh, one of the challenges. And then second to that was the marketing piece. <laughs> so where do you guys see yourself? What's your goal in five years? Uh, I think in five years, we see ourselves having uh, more than 10 programs, uh, truly being a leader in the digital learning space with the one day intensive in helping uh, individuals, uh, uh, you know, at any level of professionals master the skills they need to lead in that specific domain. And, and we really are focused on leadership. So we don't actually teach any tactical skills. Like we're not teaching Scrum. We're not teaching students how to do Kanban. We're not teaching them, you know, uh, how to analyze data. Data, but we are teaching them that higher level of like, well, what data do you need to look at? What data do you need to ask your data scientists to gather? Who do you need on your team, right? We're really getting them to think at that level because I think this is, this is the main block that institutions have, that organizations have, is they just don't have the right people brought on because they don't, at, at that level, they don't have the right person saying, hey, this is who we need on our team. So where would people need to go in order to get updates on your programs or get more information? Uh, they could go to uh, www.kalar.com, which is our website, and they can click on programs to explore the programs there. They can also sign up for our newsletter to uh, stay updated and informed of anything coming out. Also, they can follow us on social media. We're on um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and it's at Kalar College. That's, uh, so that's how they can get in touch with us. It has been an honor to have you join where some people decided that they wanted to learn piano or guitar during the pandemic. You decided to uh, open a whole new business. So my hat's off to you and I appreciate having you join. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. That's all for today's episode of Lab Chats. Be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new Lab Chats episode is posted each week. We'll see you next time.